You're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Cody and Jess. On today's episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Sarah Jensen. She is the co-founder of the company Hugh and Grace. Her story is about her journey through infertility. For 14 years, she and her husband struggled with fertility issues. And during this journey, they learned so much about how they needed to support their health by caring about the things that they are putting in their bodies, but not just that, but also what they're putting on their bodies. We are bombarded with so many chemicals that mess up, they're called hormone disruptors. They mess up our hormone balance, and that can have a huge effect on our fertility. And so they went to work and came up with a company to help improve the quality of the products that we use day to day so that we can help support the health of our hormones. I'm excited for you to hear her her journey through her fertility struggles, but also all of the amazing wisdom that she can share about how important it is for us to choose the products that help to support our health. But before we do that, let's go into a Mixers Girls Say. So for our Mixers Girls Say, we're actually going to talk about her baby. Yay. It has been such a fun product launch. The excitement was there. Women have been requesting this product for over a year. Yes. We're, we've seen women rushing to yes. her baby. And a lot Much of women needed. are like, dang it, I just had my baby. <laughs> but the best part about her baby is it can be used postnatal as well. That's right. So some questions were submitted about her baby and we're going to go through those. Yeah, this will be perfect. Yes. They're probably the same questions that many of you guys have about her baby as well. Yeah. yeah. First question, what does her baby do for you? Number one thing is we want women to know it is a complete prenatal. You do not need to use her baby and another product. Right. It covers all of your nutritional needs during mm-hmm. pregnancy and postnatal. Yeah. You want to keep going? No, that's exactly right. It is cover it has it covers all of the most important nutrients that help to support like brain development, nervous system development, um, building blood, keeping bones strong for both mom and baby. So 20 vitamin vitamins and minerals that are essential. And there's even more things that are really cool about it too. But you might be going into no, it before. Go. Keep going. Okay. If you listen to last week's ep- week's episode, then you are like experts on her baby. But we have methylated folate and we have methylated B12. Both, when they're combined, help to reduce morning sickness. So Mm -hmm. if you want to know more about that, go to last week's episode and you can tune into that and you'll become the expert that you always wanted to be. And a great thing about Her Baby and a massive reason why we developed such an incredible product is because the absorbency rate. So Mm. a common complaint, complaint from our women that are getting pregnant or trying to get pregnant or they're already pregnant and they're super nauseous is that pill. It's like, if you can get it down, it just doesn't sit right. It makes you sick. It causes more nausea. So the great thing about Her Baby is that like all of our other products, it's in a stick pack, it's powder, you mix it into water. The absorbency rate is 90%, which is just fantastic. And there's two flavors, Mm -hmm. watermelon and pomegranate. They're Mm. both delicious the reason why we focused on flavors that were subtle. Yeah, kind of light. Calm, mm-hmm. fresh, but not a strong taste is because obviously we understand the yeah. nausea that can come from 
you know, strong, strong flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Strong flavors, strong smells, things like that. That in and of itself can be triggers for nauseousness. So, so yeah, the, the flavors are so refreshing. In fact, I would say the flavors of her baby are, I think two of my favorite flavors yeah. of all of our mixers products now. Cody is digging the her baby. I'm loving it. Long luscious hair before you know it. Yeah. Actually, she just <laughs> chopped off all her hair and it's I the did. cutest thing ever. <laughs> um, Cody question for you. That yes. was the last question, mm. and it's been really frequently asked. Okay. When should women start taking her baby? Oh, I love this question because I think it's so important to start when you start thinking about getting pregnant while you're trying to get pregnant and obviously while you're pregnant, but also after pregnancy. Women forget how important it is for you to replenish all of the nutrients that you kind of gave to your baby while you were pregnant. Those babies, they just suck us dry of all of these nutrients that are so important. And many of the um, the symptoms that are we suffer with after pregnancy comes from nutrient deficiency. So this is a great way to replenish and give you all of the things that you need to feel your best. And then also if you're nursing, this also can continue to help to nourish your newborn babe. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go over into the episode. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science, and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Welcome back, ladies. On today's episode, I have a very special guest who's going to probably share some information that maybe we haven't thought about, but it's so important that we learn this, especially when it comes to supporting our fertility. Now, many of you girls know that I am a big you know, supporter. I talk all the time about how important it is to pay attention to the things that we're putting on our bodies and in our bodies to support our overall health. But how many of you realized that it matters also you know, has a huge effect on whether you are fertile or not. So that's why I have invited Sarah to be our guest today because she not only has her own personal experience with this, but she has been on a mission to try to educate women more about this. She's even created a, a company that I'm going to let you tell us all about, Sarah. But um, this is going to be an episode that you're going to want to share with all of the women in your life because whether you are trying to conceive you know, you probably know somebody that is trying to conceive and could be struggling with infertility. And this might be one of the things that they should be paying attention to. So make sure that you share this episode with the girls in your life because sharing is caring. All right, Sarah, tell tell everybody a little bit about you and kind of your background, your history, your story. I just want to hear all the things. Yeah. So thank you, first of all, for having me on here. Um, I was raised, I'm oldest of a large family. I always wanted to be a mom. And so um, I, my husband and I were married for, we just passed, we had our 20 year wedding anniversary and we struggled for 14 years with unexplained infertility. Wow. So got married young, got, you know, did, did, all, did all the things trying to, we thought we you know, have, you know, we want a bunch of kids. We started trying to get pregnant when I was in my mid twenties, I'd say. So I got married quite young and we could never get pregnant. Mm. And we started going to doctors and specialists. And um, over the 14 years, we actually went to top doctors across the country. We did everything from acupuncture to 
therapy to diets to yoga, you, you name it, we did it. It was really during, and also being diagnosed with unexplained infertility was right. magic because, you know, I, whether you know, people would say, you know, whose fault is it? And there's never mm. a fault in infertility, but you want to find something that you can fix and then fix it and fix the problem. And so being diagnosed unexplained was, was really traumatic um, for me, especially during that time, because all I wanted was to be a mom and to, to have a baby. You wanted answers. You just well, were looking for answers. Yeah. Definitely wanted answers. And I think it was actually really interesting. Um, I think my sixth round of IVF, wow. um, the doctor told me, he said, you know, um, maybe for this, this round, how about you avoid eating sweet potatoes? He said, sweet potatoes, and then while well, they're healthy, but it yeah. was just, it triggered something for me to start doing a lot of research. But he said, sweet potatoes can have an estrogenic effect on your hormones. Yeah. And at that time I was going in, you know, daily, every other day to get my hormone levels tested. And I just thought of something as simple as sweet potatoes can affect my hormones. What else is out there? My mm-hmm. husband and I did a deep dive and we did a ton of research and we learned that there are chemicals that are hormone disrupting chemicals. They're called endocrine disrupting chemicals that are found in a lot of the products we put on it in our bodies and that can impact our hormones. And so um, we went in a whole deep dive and you know, kind of the genesis of the reason we founded our company, Human Grace. But the incredible end to the story is my husband's sister volunteered to be our surrogate and she wow. gave to our son, Hugh. And then when, when he was almost one, my sister called and said, I want to try to give Hugh a sibling. And so she volunteered to be our second surrogate and gave birth to her daughter, Grace. Um, a- absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, absolutely incredible. I never Amazing. expected. No. But I do think it was a learning point for me because, and, and I think it's a little less taboo now, but I just never told anyone I was struggling with infertility. It was hmm. so painful for us. It, it, it was terrible. My self-esteem, I had a lot of self-doubt. I just, there was just so much hurt and pain there, but for me not to share with anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, really the very first person I ever shared who we were struggling was with my sister-in-law and she was the one who helped us. And I'm not saying that's in every case, but it was right. so interesting as we were telling people and um, we were expecting, and you know, I didn't have a belly. I wasn't showing um, and to say, you know, we're expecting, and my sister-in-law is carrying the baby or my sister is carrying the baby. Just the amount of people that came to me and said either they were struggling or they knew who someone was struggling or they had a health issue right. uh, was, was linked to one of just some of these chemicals. So it was crazy, but you know, I, I, you think about it, you know, I was going through all my IVF treatments. I was putting on these hormone creams. I put a cream on my leg and the next day I'd get my hormone levels tested and they had spiked. And I wasn't really realizing what you put on your body has a direct impact on your body. <laughs> on the- Even though what you're putting on your body was supposed to have a direct response and well, then you're testing it, right? But well, yeah, yeah. It, it, but there's a disconnect. Like, you think about the nicotine patch, you think about right. the pain patch, you put it on your skin and you feel differently. Yeah. And so well, after having our kids, my husband and I said, you know, we were given so much and we have a lot of knowledge and we have a lot of access. My husband was running you know, a billion dollar plus family office in Beverly Hills. And I had my professional career at network, amazing network. I used to work for USC. I was always in social entrepreneurship prior to Mm. starting a company, but I had relationships with top alumni and parents in 25 States. And we said, what can we do to help create a solution? But um, it's really interesting, especially with your mission of um, educating people about hormones and our mission of really helping people reduce chemical exposure, which is simple, high-performing products. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like we are aligned so perfectly because it really does come down to creating a hormone-friendly environment. That is what's going to set you up for success, um, you know, as in the long run, whether it's 
you're just trying to, you know, improve your overall health or whether it's that you are trying to help improve your chances of being able to conceive, right? And and maybe not realizing that there are so many things that could be keeping that from being able to happen. I love your story, by the way. There's so many things that I'm like, I want to know about this and I want to know about that. But I, first of all, just want to kind of talk about this, what you kind of mentioned at the beginning of what you're talking about is how you never really talked about your infertility. You felt this little sense of shame, you know, which I feel like it's so common. So many of the women that I talk with and have had on this, um, it's her time podcast. They have talked about that same thing. And, and I, I feel sad that there is a shame that's wrapped up on this. And I always want to know, like, it's important for us to have conversations. How can we support our friends, our loved ones, you know, that are dealing with infertility? How is it that we can help to make it feel like it's not such a shameful thing to, to talk about? Um, it's hard because a lot of times the conversation gets brought up like when your friend's expecting yeah, or you're invited to a baby shower or you're it's, um, and so that, um, is there, I, um, I mean, there are, there are plenty of support groups. I do think, um, especially for infertility awareness, awareness week there, there, there's more context and there's more out there now, but it is, I think still hard to share, you know, that especially because I think if you want to have kids, it's such a primal want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, um, it, it is interesting. Almost everyone I've talked to has had some kind of either direct relation or indirect relation, um, with someone who's struggling. Yeah. Um, one thing that really helped us is I think it was after 10 years of us trying mm-hmm. that came to me one day and, you know, this time I was probably like, what mid thirties. And he just said, is our goal to be parents or is our goal to be parents of our genetic children that we give birth to? Yeah. And at that point, you know, had you asked me that question at day one or even year one, I've been like, Nope, it's our kid. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we took a step back and was like, okay, our goal is to be, we want to be parents. Mm-hmm. And that took a lot of um, pressure off because, you know, especially your mid to late thirties, the clock's ticking, you start getting stressed. And just to say, okay, there are more ways now than ever to have children. Like I've had, yeah. I've had multiple friends that have had surrogates who have adopted embryos. There's egg donors, sperm donor. There's more means now than ever before. Um, but it is understanding that. And then also, I mean, I have seen people just be open on social, so like, you know, I'm trying or doing the campaigns and I'm just to be able to be out there and reach out. Um, we, there's, there's several books out right now, but one book's called Countdown hmm. and it associates these chemicals. And so they're called endocrine stripping chemicals, hormone stripping chemicals, but they show direct links to these chemicals. If you have high exposure to them, um, it actually, for men, it decreases testosterone at one percentage point every year. Wow. For women, it increases just, uh, miscarriage rates mm-hmm. every single year. And so I think just even being aware and our and your mission, but our, also our mission at Human Grace, I think people talk about it a little more openly because they, some people are aware of the health issues I'm just saying, Hey, this, and you know, we don't, we are not, we are not, um, we don't make any health claims. We're not getting people pregnant or curing cancer or any of those things. But I think for me, like here we were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on all of our treatments and not even realizing that products I was putting in my body, mm-hmm. all my body was, was part of, part of the issue. Yeah. And, these, and these chemicals could even be found in many clean and non-toxic products. And so that was just another step forward. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm educated. Yeah. 
I wasn't. It's just, it's ever, I'm a control freak. So if I, if I can know something, I can control one element in my life. You can control what you put on your body. You control a lot of what, what you can put in your body, but just to have that extra sense of assurance. Yeah. I, it's so important. I always say, it's kind of the thing I say almost in every episode, knowledge is power. And when you have the knowledge, then you can then use that knowledge to, you know, help whatever it is that you're trying to do. And so I do think it's important that these things are talked about and that we do make it a safe space for the people in our lives or for us personally, if we're struggling with infertility, to make it a conversation that is comfortable to have. Um, but I also love just the point that you made that there, there just needs to be little more open-mindedness because there are so many ways that you can go about achieving the end goal, which is to have children, you know, and to be parents. And I love that. I love that you saw that, but I also love the points that you're making too about while you were going through, you know, trying your first choice way, you know, to, to make it possible to be a parent. It was so important for you to have this information. And maybe what you saw was that that information wasn't being freely given to you. Um, you had to actually discover it on your own. You had to like go and, and put two and two together and try to do your own research and try to figure out what it is that you then could also have some control over. So I do want to talk about that because hopefully the girls that are listening um, to this episode are, you know, going to listen to this and go, oh, I, I'm going to put two and two together now because Sarah had put two and two together and she's sharing, you know, what she learned. And, um, and so that's the goal is I want us to teach women about exactly what you just talked about, how connected, you know, what we are putting in and on our bodies is to our overall health and our fertility and hormone balance. Yes. And so, um, there's lots of ways. And I, and I think one of the, my husband and I, we, after having our kids and saying, you know, we were given so much, how can we share what we learned and mm-hmm. do it in a really uplifting manner? You know, not to freak people out, but yeah. <laughs> that they are putting some things on their bodies that may not, you know, that could impact their hormones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we launched with skincare and we said, you know, let's create really high performing products that are gender neutral, that are multi purpose that are safe for kids, safe for pregnancies, safe for babies. And so, and um, I think one of the most interesting statistics I learned when I was doing all my research is that the average woman puts on over 12 products a day, which is 168 chemicals. The average man puts on over 80 chemicals a day. And you think about that adding up over time. And so we went to work, we worked for a very long time, but we have products that we package our products in amber glass because with skincare, you can have the cleanest product and you can be in plastic packaging and those chemicals can leach. Um, also we wanted to have really simple products. We worked for a very long time to have, you know, our people say our face serum replaces their face serum and their moisturizer and their toner and their vitamin C serum and their, their eye cream. And so just to have really simple things that work. And then our messaging, we didn't want to have a message of, um, of fear. I think when people try to think about, you know, everything their bodies are exposed to and how, and what can they do? It can be a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about what we are. And no, we're not. So we do not have a no list or a never list. Of course, we would not put chemicals on our products that will impact your fertility because, or, or any of these other diseases, these mm-hmm. chemicals are linked to. Um, but we want, really want to talk about um, our product pillars are to help detox, repair, and protect the body and be anti-aging and skin yeah. brightening and, ha- and have all the other beautiful, wonderful things there too. But just all the things it. we're looking for in our, our wellness and beauty products. Right. But yeah. I like, cause I'm, I always say that too. Like when we're eating food, you know, or we're going through the grocery store. And if you are going to eat something that's processed, like look at the ingredient list, become like a a label reader and 
choose the products that have the fewest amount of ingredients and the ones that you can recognize. And it sounds like it's the same thing when it comes to all of our beauty care, that we also need to just keep it simple and and look at the things that we recognize that are, you know, because basically everything we're putting on our body, it's as if our body is like actually eating it because that goes right into our bloodstream and our body has to work with it. And if it's, um, if it's chemicals that our body's not able to use and it's toxic, then that puts this huge strain on our liver. And when our liver is compromised, then that's going to affect our ability to be able to um, process and remove like excess estrogen, for example, um, which is going to create hormone imbalance. And it just kind of all has a huge effect. So it is very very connected. And I do think that we kind of like, we miss it. There's like this little like disconnect that we're not realizing that, oh, absolutely. The things that we're eating, of course, and the things that we're putting in and on our bodies is going to have a direct effect on how well our body functions, especially hormonally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't think about it because you think, oh, there's chemicals in this one product and there's chemicals in this product, but how are those chemicals interacting inside your body? Yeah. Because they're, they're not, you know, they're formulated for different, you know, different functions. And so all of a sudden you start putting things more and more on your body. I mean, I was, I'm 44 now, like when I, my skin is now a 44 better than it ever was in my twenties and thirties. And that's when I had the five-step routine. I was wearing a full face of makeup because I had the cystic acne. I had melasma. I had terrible skin where now all I wear is, you know, are serums and eye makeup where, yes. where my skin is healthier and, and cleaner, which but really you start thinking about how everything is interacting inside your body. And then I don't think until really you have, um, we, we dealt with infertility, but I do think a lot of people have some health conditions, mm-hmm. you know, and so these chemicals, they're linked to autoimmune diseases and depression and obesity and strokes. You just start looking, the list gets longer and longer and longer. And while we don't want to talk about diseases and we're, we're not making health claims, but as you start to just live a simpler, cleaner life, it, 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 no, no it helps the body function at its best and you don't have the need for everything else. Yeah. I often call it like getting out of our own way because I feel like some, our, our body actually knows and wants to function optimally. It is a self-healing machine. It wants to have, you know, optimal hormone balance. It wants all of that. Um, but a lot of times it's our lifestyle or it's the things that we're putting in, in our bodies. It's our mindset. It's a lot of things that can, um, can affect it, but sometimes we just get into in our own way and can create this disease or dis-ease environment in our bodies. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. It's not just infertility, which is, I know what we're focusing on today in today's episode, but it's also all of the autoimmune issues, all of the nervous system issues, all of the, you know, things like that, that are, are totally linked to, you know, the things that we are using, um, on a daily basis, all of those chemicals that we're exposed to things we're breathing, the things that our skin is absorbing, you know, eating and drinking and all of that. So it's so important to be just very mindful and recognize that honestly, if we get out of our own way and we can just give our body nutrients and, you know, the nature's, you know, mother nature's best, uh, resources, then you will have the glowing skin. Like you do, you have this beautiful skin, like right there, those that are watching us on our YouTube channel, they're like, wow, what's Sarah's secret. And now it's like, really, you just got out of your own way. You got rid of the, the not needed chemicals. Um, and you just relied on kind of nature's goodness to help support your body's own ability to glow and to, to, be the like example of health, right? So, so yeah, I, I agree. And I think this is something so awesome to know um, and something that is great that there are companies out there that are making it easy because I feel like sometimes 
you know, we, it sometimes feels like it should be hard because it's like, oh, it's hard to find a lot of products out there that are not hormone disrupting, you know, that don't, um, don't disrupt our hormones. And so, you know, it's, it's good to know, like there's good, honest companies out there like you that were created by somebody who has dealt with hormone imbalance and health and other issues and is looking for a solution that's actually going to support our body's ability to support health. I love it. You talk about hormones because we call our products hormone safe. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out how to go to market because we said, you know, no one knows what hormone safe means or what it really is. And if we're going to truly create a solution, it's more than just putting product on a shelf. You actually, there's an awareness component. There's mm-hmm. a whole educational component and community component. And so we actually have product advocates who enroll and they, they share our link, they share our mission, but they, they get compensated when they, when they sell. So it's not based on enrolling, but um, it's $45. So keep everything really aligned, but to see how people align with the mission. Cause some people hear the word hormones and they think mm. fertility, menopause, puberty. But I, I think as an overall whole, we're seeing a lot of people, especially well, medical, the medical community, especially, but just really see hormone health as this new upcoming trend. Mm. Um, and we've actually had uh, venture capitalists come to us and say that they see hormone health as the next gut health. Mm-hmm. Where gut health 10 years ago was, you know, gas X and yeah. fiber. And now it's, you know, you know, prebiotics, probiotics, gut mind connection. And really we're at the beginning stage, I think a really important conversation about hormones. Yeah. And to be in and on the know and just understand that they're to get out of your own way, you know, and, but there are things that you can do. Cause I think that also can seem overwhelming. You're like, Oh my gosh, I have to read every single, like, I mean, I don't, I don't read every single label because I, I don't have time for it, but to be able to actually figure out what you, what you can read. And then I, I did like what you say, can you pronounce everything? Mm. How many ingredients are there? Cause as we were formulating and looking, you know, you'll have these very long ingredient lists. And really you're only get a sprinkling of some of the great essential, um, beautiful, you know, the higher end oils that we were using. But if you have it where there's only a few, you're actually getting quite a bit of substance. And so to create really high quality products, a lot of times less is more. Absolutely. I could not agree more. I mean, we, we feel the same when we are creating our mixers products. We just, we're just almost like, I don't know. We are very strict on what we put into the product because there are so many products that are out there that are supposedly supporting health, but they are full of fillers. They're full of sugars and artificial colors and all these things that do not support health in any way. Um, And so it's so important, you know, that you have people out there that are caring enough, especially those that are putting out products that they are caring about the products that they're putting out there and, and that there, there's a lot of integrity behind them. And so I think that's important. And, you know, I, I do read all the labels just because I'm a nerd and I like to learn all of the, you know, I want to know what I'm putting in my body. And I definitely, you know, encourage you girls to be a nerd with me and really, you know, you'll get to where you start doing the research and seeing like what's out there and comparing different, um, companies or products and then finding like the good, better, best. Right. And then once you find that best, then it's like, you don't have to read the label every single time you put something on your face, but you'll know that with confidence, because you did a little bit of your own research, that this is something that is healthy and it's actually supporting you, um, hormonally and supporting your health so that you can, be able to have the benefits of being hormonally balanced. And, you know, to bring this back, because I know this is, episode is about fertility. Um, that's what we're wanting to support. Does it mean that, you know, that it's going to fix everything just by changing your face cream? Not necessarily, but does it def- definitely help? 
yeah, absolutely. It's something that you can have control over. Um, and you, you definitely have the control over what you're putting in and on your body. So, <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate that you're out there doing good stuff there too. And, and we'll have all of the links and stuff for the um, people listening that can go in and research your products and, and get their hands on some of that too. But let's go back. I want to hear more because I just find this interesting. I think this is a beautiful story. I want to go back to the thought that what we were talking about before about being open to all of the different, um, options that are out there. Um, for having to becoming a parent. And um, you had a very unique route, but I want to hear more about it and tell me a little bit about like how that all went down, what these conversations look like, how that felt, you know, and and how do you talk to your kids about it now? Yeah. So it was interesting because we were on a hike. The very first time I told anybody in our families, it was my sister-in-law and Ben was ahead hiking with her kids. And I just said, you know, she's like, like, do you guys want to have kids? I said, you know, we've been trying for 10 years nothing's ever worked. We're running out of issues, you know, running out of options right now. And she said, I'll be your surrogate. And I said, that is so wow. nice of you to say, I did not think she's serious. It was one of those things like, you know, she got married young, had kids young. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, you were so sweet. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's a I big thing to offer. Yeah. That's very generous. Yes. Yes. And I, I didn't think she was serious. So I didn't even tell my husband about it. And so a week later she calls me and says, okay, I talked to my husband. I talked to my kids. I talked to my employer and this is what I want to do. And I was, um, I was in Chicago for work that week. And I called my husband's back in Los Angeles. And I said, you know, Jenna, volunteer to be our surrogate. And he said, absolutely not. He's like, really? you know, how, how can we, you know, how can we repay that? How can we accept that? And I, so, so we talked over it and we said, well, let's, let's get her tested. Let's talk to our doctor and let's even see if she's a candidate. So to be a surrogate, you have to, first of all, have delivered healthy babies. They look at your delivery and you know, can you carry babies to full term and, and what that looks like. And then we had, she flew to Los Angeles and she had to do a whole test you know, to make sure her uterus was good. And she passed all those tests with flying colors, which is amazing. Yeah. But it's still, it, the first two attempts didn't work. Mm. And she had to get three surgeries along the way to wow. figure out what was, you know, why, you know, so here we thought like, oh, everything's aligning, stars are aligning, this is meant to be. And then it took over a year from her actually saying, you know, agreeing to do this and getting tested to actually giving birth. Mm. Uh, so it was quite a long process. And then even there, it, you know, I was always worried about her physical state, you know, how she feel like, you know, you know morning sickness and, you know, she giving birth, I worry about that. But I remember, when she called me um, for the first time and to tell us, so, so after the very first transfer, she and her cousin called us to tell us it didn't work, and they were both mm, sobbing, heartbreaking. Yeah, and I just said I, it was so hard for me because like, I knew emotionally it'd be hard on her, but just not this hard. And yeah. and so it was it was a long. I mean, she there it was a very very long process, and yeah. then also I mean I've had several friends who've hired surrogates. And there are pros and cons for that. I, it's absolutely incredible that I have two family members who volunteer. Um, that's not always the case, I know. But even then, um, the postpartum was incredibly difficult because here, you know, dealing with hormones and hormone um, balances, but to have where I'm you know, wanting to bond and be with my child and, and I'm taking care of my sister or sister-in-law and like feeling the guilt, feeling the um, just not being able to like fully immerse and be like, you know, work for so long to have these kids and just have this, um, emotional struggle yeah. um, where it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people came together to have a family, which is absolutely incredible, but there's just a lot of moving parts. 
And then, you know, the motions seeing them, they, they both live out of state. And so, and then now like we, we made picture books and we had photographers come when our kids were born and have beautiful pictures. Um, but we always talk about special Aunt Jenna and special Aunt Michelle and, you know, how everyone loves them so much that everyone came together and how we all went to the hospital together and we brought Hugh home or we brought great, you know, Grace was born in Oklahoma. Oh, so this is, so, so surrogacy is not legal in every state. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Um, yes. Hmm. Um, and it's illegal actually in some states, especially illegal, but it's changing more and more now. Oh. Um, but so surrogacy is not legal in Arizona. So our, so Jenna, who lived in Arizona at the time, she came to LA for the transfer, but she also came for a month to give birth. Wow. And, you know, she came out, her kids came out, her husband went back and forth, but it was a very long process. So my sister lives in Oklahoma and she has three kids and she said, Sarah, I'll come. she had to get inseminated in Los Angeles, but she said, you have to come to Oklahoma for the birth. There's no way I'm driving 25 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and leaving my three kids and yeah. yeah, I have so much to go. I mean, these women are incredibly loving and supportive. I'm so impressed. Anyhow, so, continue. Yes. Yes. So impressive. So we, we're out and Oklahoma, but remember, it's also interesting because like, she lives in Oklahoma City. So Oklahoma City County surrogacy was legal, but Tulsa and was not. And so her daughter had a volleyball game in Tulsa, which is two hours away. And, and I said, if you happen to get birth in Tulsa, we have to adopt our child where in Oklahoma City, you could just do a pre-birth order. So just to, just to go through the legal, I'm like, you're not allowed to go to your daughter's <laughs> volleyball game. We have to stay here so you can give birth where we can have the baby. But it was... It was it was interesting because I talked about how, um, how infertility was, was so, uh, I felt so alone. I didn't mm. tell anybody in my family. And I really, I mean, for years we would just, we stopped traveling and seeing our families over the holidays. We didn't go really? for Thanksgiving because all of our siblings had kids. And so it was just too hard for us to be there. And then my sister, um, Michelle, when she volunteered to be our surrogate, she called us and she had a few stipulations, you know, one being that the baby had me born in Oklahoma. Um, but she did say, she's like, I want our, our entire family to be in the delivery room. I'm like, okay, you, you work it out. You can do it. Yeah. So we had all, you know, all five of my siblings and my parents flew to Oklahoma and we were all there for our daughter's birth. And it was, um, I was actually able to deliver our daughter, which was absolutely incredible, but it was just so full circle because infertility, which is a thing that really distanced us from our families for so many years, mm-hmm. where you had this one incredible experience was probably the most family bonding to have everyone together, all loving us and this baby so much to all sacrifice to be there for it. So it was, oh it was goodness. truly an incredible experience. It's bringing tears to my eyes, honestly, just hearing this whole beautiful experience. I just think that is so beautiful. And the fact that you were able to help deliver, I just think it's so beautiful. And so thank you for sharing that. There are so many moving parts. Like I can't even imagine just how much emotion and now so many from so many people, not just you and your husband now, but it's like your entire family and then your sister and your sister-in-law and their families. And I mean, just how selfless and how beautiful, like, I just think that's just an incredible and and just an uplifting and positive and hope giving, um, story. So thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. And so how old are your kids now? Three and five. That's amazing. Congrats. I bet they're cuties. Yeah, they they are cuties. We we joke because, so we named a company after our kids, but the names Q and Grace, it sounds like a 90 year old couple. (laughs) I love them. I love old fashioned names. My kids have old fashioned names too. Yes. But uh, but the name Hugh means heart, mind, and spirit. The name Grace means goodness, generosity, and love. And those are the things that 
brought us our children and those are our, our company values, but it's really the, um, everyone coming together and, you know, cause I don't know, it truly is a big collective, um, experience and, and a big family. And, and we love it at Hugh and Grace because we, we joke, we're like, you know, it wasn't just me and Ben having kids. It was the, everybody together coming together. And so we have our Hugh and Grace family advocates. We have our Hugh and Grace family, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's beautiful. And also just, just going back to vulnerability where it's not easy to share. I actually don't think it's always the right time to share, but when it's shared sincerely and um, with an intent of just really just connecting with people, it has been one of the most powerful things. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's so personal because it is so emotional and really, you know, as the couple going through infertility, it's something that you obviously need to decide together about how you go forward with sharing. But, um, I do love that when, like what you just shared, that it is, it can be very, um, bonding and it can be very positive and that you deserve, you know, when you are going through such a a trial like that, that you deserve to be just surrounded by so much love and support. Um, because truly, you know, having families is all about family and, um, and, you know, and having good friends and family around you can help you, you know, just live your best, most healthy life anyways. But especially when you're going through hard times, it's just so important. So, I think that that's incredible. And I, and I want the listeners, you know, that are dealing with infertility to maybe just, you know, consider some of the things that you've shared with us today and, and kind of decide whether this is something that, um, that they feel like they need more of in their life. Um, and if not, then that's okay too. But, um, just know that there's, there's a lot of, of good things that are out there that can be there, you know, for you, a lot of good people in your life that want to be there for you, especially, you know, even the mixers community. And it sounds like with Hugh and Grace's community as well, like we want to support you girls. We want girls to feel like, and men, it's not just girls. I don't know why I'm saying girls. It's because it's who's listening today, but it's, yeah, I want, I want everybody to feel loved and supported when it comes to something as um, special and meaningful as um, bringing a child into this world. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, as your children grow and as you, you know, continue with your company and growing your company, tell me some of you, the goals that you guys have for the future and what is it that you're wanting to, um, have your children understand about everything that you've felt so passionate about doing and sharing. You know, it's so interesting. So with our business being so personal, cause they're truly people who are coming together and, and growing the business together. It's not just, yeah. Sephora. Again, <laughs> again, it's not just, yeah. it's so many people, so many moving parts. Yes, it is. And so, you know, last year we launched a year ago, May and we, but my husband and I were in 60 cities just going out and, and going. And so this past summer, you know, the kids who came us, came with us probably a third of the time. So this past summer, we said, we want the kids to be with us. And so we bought a 40 foot RV and uh. wrapped it with Hugh and Grace. And we took it from LA, went to Seattle, to Boston, to DC and back. And we're in 32 states doing 20 events. And, and just, and the kids came with us to, I'd say, well, at least half of the events. Wow. And see how people, um, I think resonate with, it, it's, it's not just another clean company. It's it's a true story and it's a true um it's a we're a family wellness brand. And so to see um have a you know, my my mom never worked growing she worked. She was she had six kids. She, she worked hard. Yes. Hard she but really she just worked didn't work in um, you know, professionally. And mm-hmm. so for you know, we talk about mixing livelihood with lifestyle. And so to have the kids be out with us where they are getting to go to some meetings with us and they are seeing the impact and you know, they come on our incentive trips with us and they, um, I don't know, just get to meet the people who are helping promote a great mission. 
And then also just having fun. And so yeah. to really see the value of work, the value of making, we call it simple swaps, you know, swapping out something that's easy and, you know, everyone has their vices. I mean, I, I'm definitely not perfect. My kids do eat McDonald's every once in a while, you know, so <laughs> right. exactly. we, are, we do not claim perfection at any means, but I think people also really resonate with the idea of just, Hey, there are some simple things you can do that are better, better for you, better performing. Um, but to have them, you know, I'll, I'll see Grace take my laptop and say, you know, she's three and be like, oh, I'm going to work and I'm going <laughs> to make people happy. It's just, it's really cute because that's not the environment how I was raised. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You know, I, I'm grateful because I was raised by a career mom. I mean, she was raising kids, but she also had a career. And so she definitely involved, um, me and my siblings, you know, with what she was doing. And so it did a couple things. First of all, it helped us to like, recognize and appreciate the things that she was out there doing, but then also to see that it's possible to be a good mom and a good parent, as well as like being passionate about growing a business and things like that. And I know my kids have been raised with a, me being a career mom and, um, and caring about the things that I do outside of motherhood. Um, and hopefully that, you know, they've said that it's helped them to, um, to like instill confidence within them and to be able to help them to understand like, um, you know, that they can do whatever they put their minds to and that there's a way and that there's people around you that can support you. Now, do I think that you have to be a career mom in order to have it all? No, I think stay at home mom, being a mom is my favorite career ever. That has been my favorite career. Um, and so most important, and if I could have been a stay-at-home mom, I think I would have been a stay-at-home mom. But I think that it's really cool that you're out there um, taking your kids along and getting them, you know, giving them the exposure and helping them to see, you know, that the difference that you're making in so many people's lives by sharing your story and by sharing the solution of these products that you have created um, with the goal in helping to support people's health, you know, and wellness through giving them clean ingredients and a, and a way to be able to provide for their families. It sounds like it's awesome. I think it's a, a really great way to raise kids. So congratulations with that. Thank you. It's crazy. It's great though. <laughs> Yeah, it is crazy. It's for sure. And nothing is perfect. I know I liked what you said there too. Like, uh, we're not all about being perfect because that's impossible. We are nothing actually about being perfect. We are absolutely nothing. We're not either. Yeah, I definitely did not do things perfectly, but you know, that's another thing that you can teach your kids too and show them that like, it's not about perfection. It's about just trying and learning and trying progress. Exactly. Well, awesome. I just have loved learning a little bit more about the history of Hugh and Grace and learning about your personal story and mission behind it. And also just, I love that this is an opportunity for us to hopefully put our arms around our girls in our community that are dealing with infertility or other hormone imbalance issues and letting you know that you're not alone, that there are people around you that have been affected by this as well, who are struggling, who are also looking for solutions and looking for um, ways to be able to support their overall health and whatnot. We're here for you as a community. And it sounds like with Hugh and Grace, you guys are as well. And with this episode also, I just like that we are reminding people that but it does matter what you put in and on your skin. And so choosing ingredients and choosing companies that put ingredients out there um, that have the same mission in mind is very important and beneficial. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank this has been a really fun awesome. conversation. You're amazing. And I, I'm looking forward to having our community be able to connect more with you. Tell us where they can do that. Do you have a website? What's the best way to connect with you? Yes. Yeah, so go to hughandgrace.com. So it's H-U-G-H. We joke like Hugh Hefner, but yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Hugh Grant. Hugh, Hugh, yeah, Hugh there Grant. we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, so we live in Los Angeles. Everyone knows who you are. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so H-U-G-H-A-N-D-G-R-A-C-E.com and then on social universe. Perfect. And we'll put those links in our show notes, um, but that way they know how to connect with you and, and learn a little bit more about you and, and hopefully connect and, and be part of this mission as well. So those girls that of you that are listening in and this has meant something to you or you feel like any of this information has been helpful and beneficial to you, again, I'm going to really, really encourage you to go and share this episode with the girls in your life. Um, these kinds of conversations need to happen because education is so important. Knowledge is so powerful. And the more we know about how to support our own body's health and wellness and help our bodies function the way they're designed to, the better. And so that's why we have these kinds of conversations and have amazing guests on like Sarah who can share their um, their knowledge with us and their wisdom and their stories with us. It makes such a difference. And when you share these episodes, it helps us to be able to get into the hands of so many more people that we can make a difference with. So we really appreciate it. And thanks to all of you girls that have been writing in your reviews and um, giving us your testimonials about how our products have helped change your life. We love that and it means the world to us. Okay, until next week, we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Until then, have such a happy and healthy week and take good care of your body, take good care of your health. um, And we look forward to talking again. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye.